with beer. Hello, podcast kittens. It's Kathy Cadda. Hello, Lady Bear. Welcome to yet another ridiculous installment of Cat with Bear. Yes, yes. You won't believe what happened to me today. What happened to you today, Kathy? I was on my way to school with a half-eaten toast bread in my mouth because I was running late from school for school, and then from the skies fell this pretty, wonderful lady beard. And turns out, Lady Beard is the new student at my school now, and here we are. <laughs> this is this well, the is the anime trope episode. <laughs> this is the the first I've heard of the fact that I fell from the sky this morning. I had no idea about this. I tried to pick up all the the tropes that just exist. You know, running late for school with a toast in your mouth, you bump into a random person that ideally falls from the sky too. And oh, there really? You are, yeah. Falls from the sky. Yeah, recent used used to be you bump into you know the new other protagonist, but then it recently it happens that they just fall from the sky. They literally whatever. fall from the sky. Yeah, they generally just fall from the sky for whatever reason. That's how Isaac Newton thought of gravity. Yeah, exactly. To have cute anime characters fall from the sky. Well, I guess it could be worse. Exactly, couldn't it? but you guys on the podcast can't see it right now, but you will see it later once it comes up on the YouTube. We are actually today Cat with Beard High School. Yay! <laughs> What's going on, Sensei? Notice me, Senpai. Senpai! Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. We are the kawaiiest gakusei that ever existed. Yeah, we're the, the curious gakusei. And see, your uniform is slightly different because you are the tenko, say the new student that my, just came to school. I thought I just I was had a conservative uniform and you were kind of a crazy private school girl. That's what I thought. That's oh, what yeah, I, I, I can be the Yuto say, you know, the um, the trope good student with the glasses and you can be the troublemaker student. All right. Young key ev- squatting oh, down outside <gasps> class, spitting. Squatting. Like Kason, squatting, <laughs> like pop on a squat. God damn. <laughs> um, mentioning summer in schools, though, in Japan, there's a big tradition to tell horror stories not around Halloween, but in summer. Do you know That's why? Right. I don't know why. Do you want me to tell the people? Do you want to tell the people? Tell the people. I'll tell the people. I know why, because they wrote it on our script. That's why I know why. <laughs> the reason for that is because, so the idea is during summertime when it's very, very hot, you can tell scary stories and that'll make you chilly from fear. Mm-hmm. And this is a tradition that goes back to Kabuki when they would stage kind of horror plays. It's called a play in Kabuki, I guess so. Shows, pieces of theatre, art, works. Culture. They would stage um, uh, scary Kabuki works during the summertime so the audience would feel chilly. And this was part of cooling the audience down during the height of summer. Could have just bought a fan. Yeah. But... They did kabuki. <laughs> That's also a time when a lot of anime do kimo dameshi, which pretty much means uh, test your test your bravery. Okay. So when you have like kind of like walks in the dark, you see oh. that a lot in anime where they have to like oh, walk yes. in the dark and then they get lost and they actually do see a ghost. They kind of, oh, other students try to scare you. So it's kind of like a, a summer scary adventure or telling chilling stories by the fireplace. Um, By the fireplace by in the summertime. In the summer. You're going to set this whole country well. on fire. <laughs> My goodness, Kathy. That's probably a bad idea right now. It's very hot here. Um, I'll tell you. A, uh, a scary story, Kathy Cat. Oh, 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 okay, okay. There is a uh, there's a famous tunnel in Japan, right. which is called the Anunnaki Tunnel, and uh, what actually happens there is an urban legend revolves around this tunnel. This is actually a tunnel 
to the Japanese village of the damned. Is, is this tunnel a real tunnel? It's a real freaking thing, yeah. It's a real tunnel. Uh, actually, there. Oh, damn. So there's a tunnel. It's like you can imagine there's a mountain or something, and there's a tunnel going through this mountain. And on beyond the tunnel, it's allegedly is a, uh, a village, which is still inhabited such. Oh. And, uh, however, however, it is the village of the damned, the village of the forgotten, the village of the forsaken, and hanging at the outside of this tunnel is a sign saying beyond this tunnel, the Japanese constitution no longer applies. It's a lawless society. It's a land where the inhabitants of this village have free reign. There will be no law. There will be no judge. There will be no straight to jail. Do not pass. Go. Do not collect. 200 Pounds! So apparently in this tunnel, and this village has been the uh, site of several murders have happened there, actually. Yeah, because this village, I guess they're pretty antisocial. Someone, an outsider, comes into their village and they murder them. Oh, we're the damned. Don't hang out with us. Indiscriminately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. It's like the children of the corn, except it's the children of the Anunnaki village. Interestingly as well, I actually thought the Anunnaki were also that um, race of lizard men aliens that allegedly (laughs) brought Japanese to the Japanese and also Mesopotamians to the Mesopotamians. Wait a second. Lizard man aliens are possibly also living. Maybe they're also damned. Well, maybe that is the damned. Maybe Maybe they're the Inunaki lizard men. Maybe the lizard men are just hungry. It's not murder. They're just feeding. Good point. Yeah, actually, that's a great point. Maybe. I personally welcome our new lizard rulers, and I uh, look forward to um, uh, to being a humble servant in their new lizard kingdom. Blue lizard, lizard kingdom. Okay. Tell me a horror story. Different is one Osorezan. Osorezan, have you heard that one? Terra Mountain? I don't know about Terra Mountain. Terra Mountain. So it's one of the... It sounds like a ride at bloody Disney World or something, right? It's interesting because obviously uh, Japan has so many like gods and believing in so many cultures and spirits and, and, and things like that. So sometimes it kind of tips in one direction and it becomes scary. So it can be sacred, but then it can tip and become a little bit scary at the okay. same time. So right. same thing, like, for example, sometimes uh, some shrines and such will have, like, a little bit of a you shouldn't go there at night because um, at night there might be ghosts there, stuff like that. So one of the three most sacred places in Japan is seen to be the gateway between the world and the afterlife, mm. and that's the osore Town. It's famous for its Itako shaman who can talk to the behalf of the dead people. Oh God, by possession. Really? So he gets possessed by the dead people and then he talks on behalf of them. Really? You know how like mediums sometimes do it. It's like, oh, are you here? Are you here? And yeah. Then, and then speaks through the really? place apparently. Uh, That's, was this man on Terra Mountain, you reckon? On Terra, Terra, Terra Mountain. I'm, I'm not quite sure how scary that is so far. I guess I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's a sacred place. Did, not, did you see the film on... Hereditary? Because no. that features mediums and the, the dead talking, uh, and that was a terrifying film. So mm. if Terra Mountain has anything to do with hereditary, maybe it's a hereditary Terra Mountain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, one more thing that I find really interesting when you mentioned the tunnel, I had to think of Spirited Away. Oh, yes. And there is actually the Yawata no Yabu Shirazu. I have to, oh. I have to read that. That's that's a long tale. So that is the forest. Um, off spirited away. So actually, th- there is a forest like that where you can where you say that people um, who have been there got spirited. Oh, is that away. right? Yeah. So but now, now, okay. That so forest actually exists in Japan, and it is fenced off from public, so people don't just for fun go in there. Does that whole? I'm sorry, I forget. In spirited away, what is it? So Ryokan, isn't it? So where it's they this get... young girl, and pretty much she just she, she and her family go through this long tunnel and end up in a different part of the forest and kind of get spirited away, meaning they are kind of on the 
on the in the realm of the spirits. They go through a tunnel. They're driving in the car, aren't they? Do they yeah, go through a tunnel also, in the car? I think there's also a long tunnel that they go through. They eat some no? noodles and turn it to pigs. Tunnel, right? I remember they turn it to pigs. A, thank you. There is a tunnel. There's a tunnel. There's a weird oh, okay. scene with this long, dark tunnel, and it kind of seems to be the separation between the, oh, the other see. world and, and that world. So. Oh, well, look, I've been, I've been corrected. But there is like a oh, forest like that. So the forest has said, what I find really interesting is in abroad with Spirited Away, they had to kind of like, <laughs> they, some things don't really quite translate. You could think that they're bad. Wait, what's, what's happening? What's happening? Oh, oh, you need, you need to fix your, you need to fix your, ah! your, your manager saying, your headpiece is getting Spirited Away. Quick, do it, do it. There you go. There you go. Oi, are we going to cut that or are we just going to keep on rolling? Oh, just through? keep rolling. <laughs> do you want to stick a pin in there, Shiori? No. Good. All right, okay. I'll just deal with I'll it then. You, I'll let right? you know if I Back to it. it on the other side. So, uh, in Spirited Away, you know, after they go to the other side, it seems to be that everyone is evil. And that's a very maybe Western black and white thinking. Well, actually, the thought is just their spirits, they are different from us. Okay. They don't mean to be bad. It's just, you know, maybe they're hungry. Maybe that's like they have different emotions, which I find interesting because if you go and watch that movie, you think, why is everyone so mean or so evil? It's just they're different. They're not human. They did. They did. Everyone in that film, when I first saw it, did strike me as quite aggressive with their speech patterns and such. Apart from those tiny little black things with eyes, they seem very friendly. Other than that. Yeah. yeah. I find that interesting. So in Japan, there's so many spirits and and ghosts and and oni and yokai. And there's so many of these things that sometimes it's not it's not that they're bad. It's just that's the way they're done. You can't just, for example, if a wolf tears a human apart, mm. it's not that the wolf is bad. The wolf was probably just hungry. Wolf you just didn't do to get it the out job of, done. Yeah. yeah, you didn't do it out of spite of saying, ha-ha, you stole my salary or something. That's a very understanding attitude, isn't it? Hey, that's called perspective. Hey, hey, we can all get outside ourselves sometimes and look at the world through the perspective of a hungry wolf. That's a wonderful thing. Ow. You are, hey, you are promoting harmony amongst human beings and others, Kathy Cat. <laughs> That's true. I'd love to. That's this Halloween episode things, has no? become quite friendly. It's we better get back to something wholesome. horrifying. Yeah, let's go. The like ghosts. So in Japan, uh, dead spirits who remain in this world because they hold a grudge. Oh, Have well. you watched the movie The Grudge? Oh, yes. Oh, I was yeah, terrified. Was you too? Yeah. Also, oh. The Ring. Have you watched The Ring? Yeah, but I actually found The Grudge far scarier than The Ring. Because mm. The Ring, there's only that one bit when she comes out of the telly that was frightening. Mm. With The Grudge, the whole thing was just Oof. a nightmare. I think what I find interesting is, and they, what they did with The Ring and The Grudge is, our Western perspective is, if you do something for the ghost... Mm-hmm. Their business is done. They'll be happy. They will leave. Everything's fine. Mm. But while the Japanese ghosts seem to be very unforgiving, uh, they're like, true. "Oh no, I'm still angry." <sighs> like even even though you think in the in the ring, what turns it over? You, they do a lot of things to please the ghost, and they kind of save her body or something like. They do some couple of things to please the ghost, but in the end, it's like, "No, that's not what I wanted. I want you all to see this." Like it's doesn't forgive. Same with the grudge. That grudge does not get less by the people no. who are in the movie doing something. Yeah, good point. The grudge is just always there. The grudge is always a continual grudge. It's an yep. endless grudge. Might also link to the fact that a lot of Japanese houses, if there was some death or some accident, get cheaper because no one wants to live there. Because mm, well, I got the grudge boy living the, in there. Yeah, now. who knows? Right. What's his name? Sadako? Is that his name? Uh, Sadako? No, That's Sadako the chick from the, the ring. Girl, yeah. What's his name? The little, the little white little demon boy? What's his name? Uh, Jeffrey. 
Yeah, I was calling Jeffrey. But yeah, yeah, exactly. that, 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 uh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, Kevin the grudge boy. Yeah, oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah, no, you don't Creepy. want anything in your house. It'd Creepy. Be awful. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, that's what makes Japanese horror movies terrifying. You should watch the grudge in Japanese. Is even more. There's some things you don't risk. Why would for I life. want to do that? It was already <laughs> it was already terrifying enough back like when I couldn't speak Japanese. Now it'll just be worse. Oh yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> I terrifying. I don't like being <laughs> horrified. I like summertime for me is when you go to the beach and have joy. Not being forced to be terrified. Telling scary stories. I just want to throw a beach ball around. <laughs> yeah, we just want to have a fun summer. Why are we terrorizing people? Tell me about some traditional ghosts. Um, so we have the we have the normal types of ghosts. We also have yokai. Yokai I find difficult to explain. I was actually asked before this on, on one of my streams like what exactly is the difference between a ghost and a yokai mm. um, it says for example unlike ghosts the yokais have powers beyond mm. comprehension and their thorough existential purpose is just to terrorize people mm. but then we have things like yokai watch recently which is pretty much Pokemon with yokai um, which which kind of made the yokai popular again yokai watch Yokai Watch, there used to be an anime. Oh, right, okay. So we kind of go around with yokai. Um, I was first introduced to the various yokai through Chibi Madokuch. I'm oh, sorry, no, oh. Gegege no Gitaro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it's, it's this old mm. this anime from the 70s or something about a little boy who's, he's part Oni, isn't he? <sighs> Gitaro's part Oni, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's got this little mm-hmm. goblin ghost family that he hangs out with, and then in every episode, some new Oni, uh, not Oni, I'm sorry, some New Yorker has appeared and has a problem, and so they have to go and... um. Uh, appease mm-hmm. the yokai somehow. So you learn about all these very interesting traditional monsters. Mm. For instance, the uh, the umbrella with the legs. Oh yeah, I love the umbrella with legs. Yeah, the umbrella it's with legs hilarious. jumps around the place. Oh, the... I love also the lantern with the with the the broken lantern that has like a tongue stick out of it. Yes, that's right. Tonguey lantern, tongue cash <laughs> lantern. <laughs> the wheel with the man's head in the middle of it. The fiery uh, wheel with the man's head in the middle of it. I might have seen that one. These are all yokai. These are all traditional Do you Japanese have a favorite demons. yokai. Ah, uh, probably um, Umbrella Boy. Umbrella What's his name? Boy. His name is just Kasa, isn't it? Kasa? Tovu Kasa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Umbrella Boy. How about you? Uh, my favorite one is the Kappa. Oh, the Kappa. The Kappa <laughs> is my favorite. Like, because I have a bit of a history with the Kappa. I oh, saw. A boy, a, uh, like it's dog and it's kappa, it's like an animation. And then I saw the journey, was it Journey East? Where it's kind of like the monk, a monkey, a kappa and a pig. And it's like the kappa was, I saw it so much on Japanese television as humans playing a kappa and animated kappas that I thought the kappa was real. Oh, you thought it was a real... A sh- an oriental being. <laughs> I saw it so much on TV when I came the first time, Aww. and I just thought it's like some kind of duck aquatic figurine. I didn't know that the head, the little ball in its head, was supposed to contain water. If it bows, it can't move. That kind of stuff. I didn't know that. It just seemed to be some kind of duck amphibian creature, and I thought it existed. So I called my friends in high school and I asked them if they could take me to Ueno Zoo so we could see the kappa. And what happened then? Uh, my friend number one said, uh, that's great. Bring cucumbers. They love cucumbers. Smiling internally, realizing what was going on. Then I called my more goody to choose friend who said, they don't exist. I mean, maybe they exist, but they don't exist there. You will not find them in Ueno Zoo. Your first friend took the mickey out of you. Oh, yeah. I would have taken cucumbers and gone to the zoo and asked the zookeeper where the kappas are. For sure. <laughs> you totally should have. For he sure. would have loved it. He would have been like, oh, it's funny foreign girl messing with me about Kappa. Do they actually eat cucumber? 
Uh, well, um, the good kappa nowadays eat cucumber. The bad cucumber, uh, the bad kappa from the old days, they would eat your intestines from your peach upwards. I beg your pardon. Eat your intestines from your peach upwards. Well, I'll stick with the cucumber yeah. group of kappa. I reckon. I okay, it's gonna probably the cucumber story. Too. Cucumbers are far easier to um, get hold of yeah. and cheap. Yeah, you you just if you make it a kappa, you don't want to find out what he prefers in his diet, so no, you just stay away. So. There's some little little funny things with yokai, like they all have their own rules, they all have their own like little powers that they do. So, for example, if I heard that if a kappa can drowns your horse, as it so happens, you can actually t- if you catch it drowning your horse, you can tell it off, and it has to write an apology to you. Stop, <laughs> Japanese contingency. Is this true? If your kappa drowns your horse, he has to write you an apology. Why you, would he you drown your horse? It. You can ask it. There's a very specific way to murder a horse. Why would he... Speci- Firstly, why would the kappa drown the horse? Secondly, what's his problem with the horse in the first place? Yeah, they're, they're little troublemakers. A lot of yokai are troublemakers. Is that just it? They're, they're just trying trouble, to... Mischievous troublemakers. That's it, really? Mm-hmm. It's like the mogwai in Gremlins. No, maybe it's nothing like that at all. But there's good kappa and bad kappa. I think that's any way related. I think all kind of yokai kind of get flipped on their head. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're just bad. I didn't know that the kappa had water on its head. So yeah, it's supposed to have like a little ball with water on its head. If a kappa comes, oh, the bowl. That's what that is. Yeah, that's apparently what that is. I found that out later. I didn't know what that was. And it always has to have some water in it. So if it comes to attack you to eat your intestines, the best thing you can do, you can bow to it. It will feel obliged to bow back, meaning the the ball in its head will empty the water and then it will be paralyzed so that's your way to get away in case it attacks really you You will actually if you go into the mountains in japan there will be signs on the road something saying don't go off the path beware and then it has a little kappa as a symbol on it too really yeah so again how am i supposed to think that they're fake if they're even on roadside yeah the city of taito in east tokyo the taito city emblem is a kappa like the the city's image See? character is a kappa. Ah, a lot of there's a lot of kappa around. They're like a cultural kappa bit. everywhere. Tell me about some more yokais and things. Uh, we have oni, oni, yeah, yeah, the yep. ogres, oni shaped, like human form, horns and fangs. There's a lot of oni that go around. Like for example, in February, mm. you know setsubun. Yep. Setsubun is like a festival, guys, where you kind of you try to get the evil out of your house mm. and you shout. Do you know? I don't know. What do you shout? <laughs> oni masato. Like the ogre out of the house and the luck come into the house. Oh, I didn't know that. I just threw beans at them. Yep, you throw beans around you the house. Throw beans at them. That's an, ideally, in like figuratively, you throw in at the at the oni at the ogre together. But they out have of your house. they have big like festivals, don't they? When there's a big oni and all the children throw beans at the oni. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I think yeah, that's big, been a big, thing. Big matsuri, a bean throwing matsuri. Bean throwing. Beans are quite nutritious in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah. What are like, are there like demons? Like it seems, are they demons or similar things in your country? Is there any kind of culture about that? Ah, oh, bloody Australians. Look, <laughs> listen to me. Yeah, we have a, uh, we have a, a, um, a ghost in a billabong. Do you know what a billabong is? <laughs> what is, what is isn't a, is, is a billabong like a bong? No, no. a billabong is a, uh, it's like a lake. Okay, okay. Billabong's like a lake, small oh, I one. I thought that was like a surfing wear or a skateboard. Yeah, it is. It's named okay. after the Billabong, which is the actual geographical um, landmark of okay. Billabong. There's and a ghost we, in a bin. Well, yeah, because we lake. have a story called Waltzing Matilda, which is a traditional Australian folk story about a uh, a man who steals sheep, and then the the police find him, and um, rather than uh, 
rather than getting arrested, he jumps into the billabong and drowns himself, and so therefore he his ghost now haunts the billabong. So he's the go- a sheep stealer is now the ghost of the billabong. Yeah, he's a she- sheep thief. He's a oh. criminal. The man's a criminal. All our all Australian um, legends are all criminals. Oh. Our heroes are all criminals. That sounds very Australian. I mean, like yeah. it was like how Australia was was made, uh, right? You, they shipped a lot of criminals over. Uh, that's how white Australia was made. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah. there's there's probably a lot more history yeah, there. There's a lot but, going on before White Australia. But your, yeah. your ghosts and your bad people are generally criminals. Yeah. That's that's most of us are criminals. Pretty much all of White Australia oh. is criminals, more oh. or less. Notice how Australian my accent's got when we start talking about this. I'm starting to not understand you anymore. Yeah, my consonants, eh? <laughs> I better go back to presenting. Oh, okay, okay. Stop. What about Germany? I'm sure Germany, you guys have some bananas. We have a lot of ghosts as well. And I think we also have, like, we have Walpurgisnacht, which is the night of the witches, mm-hmm. which is still, like, a big thing. We also, it's like we have a lot of witches and ghosts. And we have also a couple of nights when some weird creatures come and haunt. I think there is called Raunechte, um, like, I can't even explain it. Certain types of nights, rau nights, I'd call it. At, at Christmas, you have Krampus. Oh yeah. Oh, that's another. So you have like you have like nice Santa versus Saint Nicholas, and you have bad Santa versus this guy dressed in dressed in just darks and has coal all over their face, and they just terrorize kids. So, yeah, it's terrifying. And, and I was told um, by a German that traditionally at Christmas time. Um, you would like uh, on Christmas Eve, the village would nominate one person to be St. Nicholas and one person to be Krampus. That's his Austrian name, but it'd be Krampus. The Krampus, evil, yes, evil the evil Santa. evil Santa. And then he would come to your house and the parents had the right to say to the pair, yeah, my child has been good. You can give them a present, in which case they give them a present. Or um, my child was not good this year. You can give him three strokes. <gasps> and so Krampus would beat you. He'd physically beat you as a child. We've gone off topic from that what we're meant to be so talking about, haven't yeah, we? Quite substantially. Sounds, yeah, but yeah, oh damn. I don't know about the beating, but I know that it generally would be good kids would give a get a gift and bad kids would get a lump of coal. Lump of coal, yeah, lump the of coal, old coal. Which to be honest, it's not so bad because our nights are very, very cold and coal so, must actually have been still a good gift. Yeah, you, you could <laughs> burn that to make some energy. Yeah, it's still or, uh, better than nothing. It's not good for the ozone layer, just be warned. Mm. Mm. So that we have a story here. Would you like to read it? Shall I read it? Uh, let's go, uh you go you go the uh, uh, you go, you go, you go. The right. the woman on the bridge. All right, this has actually been told uh, to us by uh, one of the people who actually work on this podcast. Um, so, and that happened is a real true story. It's a real. This is the real thing, people. Hey, we're not messing about with some namby pamby making up things Nuh-uh. about Japanese ghosts. Mm-hmm. This is the real deal, people. Prepare yourself if you're easily frightened. Pull your security blankie up around your chin. Because you're going to need it. Now hit him, Cat the Cat. All right. A woman on a bridge. So when the writer was of sophomore in university, so our, our friend here, our friend here, he lived in an apartment near a river. River is always a bit of a warning thing in a lot of cultures, to be honest. One day in the middle of the night, he decided to go and get a can of beer and a few snacks at the convenience on his bicycle. The where? Convenience store on the bicycle. Uh, convenience store. You need to get across a bridge to get to the convenience store because it's on the other side of the river. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, bridge, river. Okay, anyways, he gets his food, he cycles back home and comes across the bridge again and sees a woman walking dressed completely in a black kimono with a black parasol and she smelled very strong of incense and the kind of funeral smell. Oh, God. 
delightful. Just come back from a Marilyn Manson gig. <laughs> <laughs> and he passes uh, her and uh, he goes, he passes her and keeps cycling. And then when he gets to the entrance of his apartment, the same woman from the bridge was in front of his apartment. Oh, god damn. Same kimono, same parasol, and the same smell. Oh. So, yeah, we we asked him, like, what did you do? Yeah, like, what, what would you, you guys do? If, if the same person, clearly you were on a bicycle, she can't catch up with you that fast. But uh. what do you guys do? What would you have done? Um, uh, I would have went, I stinky goth chick! Get away from the door! That's what I would have done. How about you? <laughs> I would probably not have gone into my house and called someone. I'm like, a problem here. So according to him, the the convenience store, like the bridge is about 10 minutes by bike. Mm. So there was no way that she could be faster than him mm. over in front of his house. Mm. Right? So Holy moly, man. I We asked him in the end like what he did after that. So he, apparently he really didn't, he was like, oh, there she is again. And then luckily there was a back entrance to his place mm. and he used the back entrance to get in. And then afterwards, it kind of struck him that that was actually pretty creepy. You know, sometimes in the situation, you don't really think about it. Mm. It was pretty creepy, creepy. Yeah, that's a bit. I, I reckon I'd freak out. I uh, I don't know if I'd handle that well. He had another story, but he seems to have a tendency for seeing the undead. There seems to be a thing here in Japan, which they call Deikan. Deikan is when you can see or sense ghosts or spirits. Your third eye, right? We talk about your third eye being open or closed, your third eye in the middle of your... They, they, I think, is from from the the spirits. Kan is from being able to feel the spirits, something like that. So some people in Japan, you see a lot in anime and manga, they seem to just be more perceptive to these kind of things. And some people are just, they don't see, they don't know they, they can't Are you? Tell. Can you see the spirits? No. Thank God. Me neither. Right. Thank God, right. I would be, yo, oh, I wonder how many of there are. If they're all over the place, I don't know if you'd be like, just see one every now and again and be like, ah! Or if they're just all over the place, you end up treating them like, you know, like uh, children with randoseru. There's a it's lot like, oh, of, there's another one, you know. There's a lot of anime around, like, people who, who apparently can see it and they feel, like, so stressed in their life because they keep seeing them. Mm. It's a little bit like the sixth sense, right? You mm. keep seeing them everywhere and they kind of, like, all just terrorize you. So, Third eye. Ooh, you, Third you eye don't open. really want that. Let me tell you, our, uh, I'm going to announce the name of our staff who uh, has this third eye. Is that acceptable? Yuma, uh, Yuma is the name of this man. Yuma, who with his uh, third eye wide on open, he has another story from his childhood. All actually, right, bring it on. Should I do it? I'll do a. You know, I was going to say I'll do a Yuma voice, but I can't do his voice. <laughs> um, so he said uh, his mother recently, actually recently, mother Yuma's mother told him this story. It turns out when he was about four years old, one day he was playing with his Lego, or as you do as a young child, and uh, according to his mom, he uh, suddenly he got up from his Lego blocks, and he walked. And he walked to the front door. And when he arrived at the front door, he just stood there for several minutes, looking up, staring into nothingness. When his mother asked him, Young man, what are you doing? He replied, Oh, I'm just looking at the woman in the white dress. (laughs) Ah! 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 
I, I must say, I'm particularly weak to ghost stories. I don't know why they freak me out. I'd like to say I don't believe in them, but I'm way too freaked out to, to hold that argument down. <laughs> Here's what I notice. This story from childhood, woman in a white dress. Mm. Here's woman on the bridge story from adulthood. Woman, woman in a black kimono. Clearly, he only sees ghosts in black and white. And clearly, it seems to only be the ladies that come. Yeah, to good point. Yes, yeah, they're all girl you ghosts. You are appalling the ladies. Good point. Oh, hey, yeah. maybe hey, this is a great are. power to have. Woo-hoo. Suddenly, there are ladies hey, everywhere. All the ladies. All the ladies. Hey. All the single ladies. 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 Put your hands up. Uh, oh, oh my god, all the <laughs> single ghost ladies. But we have to actually wrap it up here. There oh. is more coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Bit, first, do you want to announce anything? Oh, hi! You can go and follow my things on the internet. Uh, Ladybeard underscore Japan. That's the place to find me on all the places and my pop group, Babybeard underscore Japan. Kathy Cat, yourself? Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't have the same organ going on here. Uh, Cat the Cat Underbar TV, you can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet as well as also on Japan Railway Journal, on the international TV channel NHK World. Yeah. And how can people send us an email? Well, um, guys, we actually have a... Twitter now. Cat with Twitter Beard now. has a Twitter. Yes. So in case you want to be updated about the episodes coming up on, on on as a podcast or the episodes coming up on YouTube, be sure to follow our Twitter. All the stuff is there. Mm, and also, toot. cool, cool, um, if you want to see Lady Beard dressed in a bunny suit, yes. all kind of tweets are getting retweeted there as well. Retweet. All, only the best stuff of the internet's there. Tap. So yeah, be sure to find our Cat with Beard Twitter. Mm. And if you haven't found it yet already, please find us also on YouTube and finally wrapping this up very important as well please rate this podcast the highest stars possible and send us an email you didn't say the email that as well if you have anything vital you want to give all the praise and love send it to nippon at joqr.net thanks I started that section with Kathy Cat where can people send us an email and you went through a long <laughs> spiel about everything except, except where they the can email. send us an email exactly <clears throat> ladies got- and gentlemen that's what we've got time for today. We'll see you again next time for another enthralling installment of Can Win Pen! And now back to school. Yes. King Kong, Kong, Kong. King Kong, Kong, Kong. King Kong, Kong, Kong.